Hey crew, so this is the first podcast for Safe Walk Home. I've got myself and Casey here. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Casey. Um, I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's all That's good. Um, so just a, a bit of an introduction uh, into Safe Walk Home. Um, so the reason for starting this is to spread awareness about uh, rape and sexual assault against women and children. Uh, and then in the future we've got an event coming up uh, or our first uh, exhibition coming up uh, with What Are You Wearing? which is what uh, we've got Casey here for. So why don't you give a bit of a spill about that? Cool, alright. Um, so a few years ago um, I was you know, scrolling online as you do um, and I found uh, this website called uh, What Are You Wearing? And what it was uh, was some people who work at a sexual uh, assault resource centre at university uh, had heard someone read out a poem uh, and the poem was about that question that gets asked to survivors is, you know, what were you wearing? Or what are you drinking? Or why were you out at 2am? That sort of stuff. Um, and they were just, like, really touched by this poem and thought, what's a way that we can actually... How can we, con- how can we communicate to people who may not have experienced that or people who have loved ones that have experienced it and aren't quite sure how to talk to them about it? How do you communicate to someone that what you're wearing, what you're doing, whether you're intoxicated or not, you know, whether you gave someone your phone number, whatever, uh, none of that is actually the cause of assault yeah. and sexual violence. It's it's down to a perpetrator. Mm. So the way they thought was a really good way to demonstrate that uh, was they asked for people at the university they worked at to contribute their stories and tell them what they were wearing at the time on the assault. Uh, and then they pinned up these outfits on the wall uh, with a little sort of sentence next to it um, about what the person went through. Um, and it was just a really powerful way. You walk through this gallery and you just see all of these different outfits and you think, well, I wear that, or my mother wears that, my daughter wears that, my son, my brother, it, it crosses gender lines, um, ethnicities, cultures, everything. So, yeah, it was just a really powerful exhibition. So... The point of the long-winded uh, explanation there um, is that these ladies then made this installation information available to people all over the world to do this in their own towns uh, and spread awareness. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to give it a Perth flavour, so we're going to collect stories from the Perth community uh, and yeah, we're going to make an exhibition and, and see if we can raise awareness and, and change people's attitudes uh, about all. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, and I suppose it comes back to the reason why um, I first just wanted to do something because uh, myself with a lot of female clients, I've been through a lot of, uh, I've heard probably at least one in three to one in two stories from female clients about, particularly when they're younger, where it's um, family, sexual assault, um, or a close relative or friend, um, or they're at a, you know, they're at a party and they're drunk and being raped or assaulted and so I look at it like well what can I do if, I, if I'm someone who uh, just thinks that's you know how, why would you do that to someone like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me and uh, I suppose there's a time when I um, there's been a few times when I used to watch different movies and it's almost like glorified movies of women getting raped mm-hmm. uh, and particularly when they talk about rapists and murderers and they 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 put them on a pedestal of like, you know, they're genius, they're, mm. they're, um, they're intelligent, they're charming. It's like, no, they're a fucking monster. Mm. It's like, it's a big difference. And mm. like, 
and I used to just infuriate mm -hmm. I used to get like violently angry about it in, like inside yeah. um, internally and I was like well uh, I had to do a bit of self reflection and I realised a lot of that anger was stemming because I wasn't doing anything about doing true well that I could do something about it mm -hmm. yep. and hence uh, the birth of Safe Walk Home which is um, yeah just to help get other people's stories out there mm -hmm. yeah that's a really good point that you make and like it's why I stopped it's a stupid story why I stopped watching Game of Thrones because uh, we got up to like season 3 or something and I just thought they're using sexual assault and violence against women uh, like as a plot device and it's like well this character like you know Sansa has to evolve from this meek little mouse into this powerful woman the only way to do that is because she has to go through this horrible thing and it's like well that that shouldn't be how this is portrayed. And like you say, it shouldn't be that, you know, it's this mysterious person who hunted a woman. Like, it's, yeah, it's a shit thing to do. And people need to learn what consent is and to just, you know, keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And that's, uh, yeah, exactly that. Like, you see it in so many different movies. Like, uh, and, you know, some, the way they portray the rape or the sexual assault is very Hollywood mm. style, mm. and it's like, well, why, why are we, why are we showing that as part of like being a normal part of the situation? Almost like, mm. like I said, like it's a normal part of the storyline. It's like it shouldn't be. No, it that shouldn't be in any, in any, any religion, any ethnic group, um, any country or town. It shouldn't be. But it's uh, something that's not spoken about in the media, mm. which I think is so important to. You know, the reason why we're doing an exhibition, 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 yeah. exhibition. The reason why we're doing that is so we can get that out there because it's not uh, it's not something people like to talk about, and a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about the assault uh, or the rape of a child mm -hmm. when it happens so often. Mm. Yep, definitely. So yeah, getting people to talk about it, um, having people understand um, that yeah, like okay, the majority. Um, of people that this happens to are women, um, but that doesn't mean that it's only up to women to stop this happening. Um, so yeah, men, uh, yeah, anybody really can stop this happening, and it's perpetuating what the truth is, and it's talking to your mates, and it's speaking up when someone's making, you know, off jokes and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and it's just yeah, looking out for each other and mm. yeah, understanding. Yeah, and I use the classic analogy that, you know, if you're a 16, 17, 18 year old kid, essentially, and you're at a party with your friends and you can see a girl's getting too drunk and you can see one of your friends who's clearly knows what he's doing, trying to take her to a room to pretty much have unconsented sex with her, stop that. Mm. Like, there's nothing wrong with you standing up and going, mate, that's not right. Like, leave her alone. Mm. Like, she needs to go home, she needs to rest. Yeah. You can't do that. Because um, you can't consent to it, like a lot of guys would just, you know, they'd go through and do um, do that action and come out and give each other a high five. Mm. Like that's the most common scenario, and it all breeds from that at a young age yep. for guys. And uh, I suppose, like, even though if you look at the branding sexual home, it's a lot targeted to women. The secondary target is to young males mm -hmm. and teach them about the basics of consent yep. and understand which situations you need to stand up and say something. Because we all have, we've all been in situations where you've seen something go down, and you make a decision right then and there whether you say something or not. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, working out. I mean, I'm, I'm not a dude, so I don't know how what it's like in that situation. But um, friends have said, you know, I don't know how to speak up without sounding, 
and get you know like I'm like I'm hating yeah. on my friends or yeah well it's like know, without them wanting to beat me up it's, it's getting those messages up too like yeah. that's how you do it you know? well it's like if uh, someone asked me that would I rather get beaten up or let someone get raped or mm. I'll take a beating any day over that put myself in front of someone else's harm because I think uh if you're a good human, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if everyone is sort of aware and on the same page about this, then hopefully then you get back up from other people. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. You change the attitudes. Um, yeah. And doing that is, yeah, changing that perception that women are objects, things, uh, you know, to be conquered, I guess, is a lot of the message that a lot of young guys get from the media, from, from everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to change that too. So, yeah. It's all connected, not to sound like... No, it really is. <laughs> and like, even as simple as, like, oh, I took her virginity mm. or something like that, like, it's like, I think that's a, such a area that probably more so today, that especially with people that are bisexual or lesbian, it's mm. like, well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a rule that it's a guy that takes me, like, mm. it should be open to, you know, your first sexual experience. That's mm. positive. Yep. Not, um, not in that context. Mm. So... Yeah, even things like that. It's like it's just I think a lot of it around is that mannerism around how people treat females and especially mm-hmm. younger younger females and I'm not saying only happens to young females, but I mean like, you know, a lot of it starts there with the males and even in families, um, like it happened in my family, to my to my older sister. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my older brother who had sexually assaulted my one of my a sister above me mm-hmm. and um, family just went on like nothing happened. Yeah. And I was like when I found out about it, even this is almost 20 years after it happened, mm. I was outraged. Yeah. I was like, how does the family just pretend like nothing happened? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's not right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah. And what do we do to change that? Yes. How exactly. do you have those conversations in, yeah. in families and, yeah, mm. everywhere? It's, yeah. it's really difficult. Um, if you don't mind, if you want to, but did you, mm. you have some experience when you were younger? Yeah, so I was just going to say, like, is your sister, like, all right? Um, yeah, she's okay now. Yeah, 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 she's okay. Um, yeah, but like, you know, she didn't speak to my mum for years because. Makes sense. Uh, uh, from what I've been told by her, when she confronted my mum about it, mm-hmm. my mother, um, my mum didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah. Um, she just thought she was making it up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, and that's common, yeah. is that, uh, I've heard this from other stories as well, where there's inter family abuse and they confront their parents to tell them about the abuse from mm-hmm. a, a family relative and they go, oh, we don't want to disturb the peace. Yeah. It's like, what about the psychological peace that's been disturbed, the emotional peace, the physiological peace yeah. that's been disturbed in that person? It's like, how is that worth disrupting the family? Yeah, yeah. it seems absurd. And that keeps sort of growing and growing uh, within family systems and within individuals and, yeah. and then you get into things like intergenerational trauma and yes. those cycles continuing and yeah it's just not great mm. Mm. Um, so yeah I, I have had experiences of sexual violence um, and uh, I guess most notably it was like when I was uh, 17 um, and that was my first um, first serious boyfriend and okay, it's not only I guess sexual violence that's not spoken about a lot, but also with um, younger girls when you're growing up, you don't get a lot of sex positive messages and you don't get a lot of education as to what 
like what a functional relationship is and what appropriate Healthy sexual contact, all yeah. of that sort of stuff is. Um, so at the time, it sounds really weird to say, but I, I didn't understand that that is what was happening, that this was assault, um, until I was removed from the situation, like a couple of years later, I just kind of went, oh, hold on, and it just kind of hits you. So you just kind of, <clears throat> sometimes you're in that moment and you just, you don't know why sex and intimacy doesn't feel like it's portrayed in movies and, you know, all your friends are saying, oh, this is great, and you just don't understand. So that's part of this as well, is being able to talk about sex, being able to talk about consent, being able to talk about what's appropriate, um, and helping people understand um, what the boundary should be. Um, obviously, that changes for each person, but, but yeah, helping people understand because yeah, I went through years of just not yeah not understanding that situation. And if you don't have the tools to do that, you you can't really tell people to yeah. to stop doing things. You can't get yourself out of those situations. Yeah, and even just having the people to speak to about it, mm. like an imbalance, like being I suppose people who are open minded. Be the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is having people open minded and go, hey, look, I looked at your situation from an external view, mm-hmm. that's not right. Yeah. Um, you should not be in that, or you should, yeah. you know, do some, yeah, like, can I help you get mm-hmm. out of that? And that's, mm-hmm. I suppose, where I like to um, imagine where safe walk home is in the future. It's just mm-hmm. a, uh, a point of contact people can reach out to yeah. and go, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I've read something and this is a situation on it. What do you think I should do? And just be able to refer people to the right resource, or be able to offer some sort of advice on what they can do. So yeah. that's a yeah. I suppose that's where I looked at it and go, all right, cool. Like, what can we do to help people get out of those situations? For sure. Like, yeah, someone coming to me and just sort of saying at that time, like, hey, how how does it feel when you guys go and do that, or when he said that to you? Like, how do you feel about that? Someone just saying that, kind of be like, huh? Okay, yeah. Does that bring up a lot of anger? Like, or like, uh, I suppose, like, soft anger in the sense that uh, after what you realised what was happening? Um, kind of. Like, I guess you go through different phases. Like, angry, or you get kind of sad that that's kind of changed your perspective on such a big part of your life. Mm. Um, but yeah, also, I think, I think there's a lot of confusion because it's not talked about because you don't like it's a difficult thing to bring up with people yes like it's not just hey how was your weekend oh by the way did you know this happened and and people also don't have a response to that of course so yeah, yeah it's a difficult thing to talk about and it's a difficult thing to work through mm. so your emotions are, are up and down and it's not like a linear journey I guess yep. yeah sure yeah like uh, I think the the total, uh, like if you look at human sex trafficking, mm. um, particularly in young boys and girls, um, it's a billion dollar industry. Mm. There's a lot of money being put into it and the amount of resources that go on the opposite side to defend those children and to defend them, even just in our home country, mm. it's minimal mm. um, in comparison. And uh, I like, as a, and as a male, I, I can't stand porn. Mm. Because I feel like that delivers such the wrong message mm. about intimacy, sex, consent, and the idea of a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and it's uh, it's quite a, I suppose, sexually active single male. 
I come across a lot of females who are probably in their, you know, uh, sorry, I should say intimate partners, mm-hmm. uh, in their mid-30s and they've never had an intimate experience. Mm-hmm. They've only had sex, what you know, they've seen in porn because yeah. their partners previously do exactly what they've seen in porn. And to me, that blows my mind. Like, how is that, how's that normal? Yeah. Like, how's that a social normal Just that... People get exposed to it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's a choice. Like, uh, I think um, it would be probably about good 10 years since I watched porn. Mm. And I just remember watching it and going, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, this doesn't make, this is so unrealistic. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've spoken to friends before who have um, been borderline porn, mm. porn addicts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time they have very poor intimate relationships. So I look at that and go, cool, like, there's a. Uh, there's clearly a pattern here on where people are getting their information mm-hmm. and what they're getting absorbing and using that to demonstrate their relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's a massive problem, isn't it? It, it goes is. through a whole bunch of different areas, just sex, intimacy, relationships, um, interactions between people. Yeah. And um, I think there's another point, like uh, you mentioned um, that this happens to men and women. Um, and obviously the statistics and all the research and everything tells us that overwhelmingly this happens to women um, but uh, I mean the aim of this exhibition is to also show that this happens to men as well yes, yeah. or this happens to non-binary people or this happens to, to old people to young people to people of all kinds of different cultures um, financial restraints as well yeah. people in situations where they've got like uh, financially dependent on someone mm-hmm. can be I suppose similar to what you're experiencing when you're younger, but uh, exposed to sexual violence in a relationship because they don't feel like they can leave that situation or they don't feel like it's, um, they don't think it's, they don't know anything else from it. Mm, mm. And I mean, you look at the attitudes, like um, if you see, uh, like you, it's portrayed in the media and you also see it on in news stories when you've got, say, like a, a predatory teacher who is a female. Um, preying on like a teenage male, it's everyone expects that guy to be like, oh, you're so lucky, like woohoo! But mm. I mean, it's it's child abuse. Yes. And so right. the yeah. attitude has to be that it's not about you know high fiving a dude who like can't remember what happened to him and was you know taken advantage of. Mm. Um, yeah, just as much as women. So yeah, 100%. men also have that. I don't know. It's a whole different, I guess, layer of of shame for men in coming forward about assault. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, I think I really admire Terry Crews. Mm, he's, yep. a, he's a good actor. Mm. Um, you know, he's a big guy, but he, uh, he pressed charges against another man trying mm. to sexually assault him. Yep. And they said to him, why didn't you push him away? You're a big guy. He's mm. like, well, I just chose not to be violent in that mm. situation. It's mm. like, um, he said, he could, he's in that situation where another, it was an agent in Hollywood who, tried to demonstrate power mm-hmm. um, and he was like look this is not a, this is not the way I want to handle it so yeah. you know he took him to court and pressed charges mm-hmm. and yeah so there's a, there's a good example of that you know it happens to anyone regardless of stature or status it does happen mm, yeah and then when you're in that situation like that question asked of him well why didn't you just push this guy away yeah sort of to me feels like well what were you wearing or what were you doing there yeah it's exactly. like well how could you have stopped this or how could you have done this and you don't know how you're going to react in that situation yeah like it, yeah it's it's not on him it's on the perpetrator so. 100% yeah and there's uh, it does seem to be a very victim blaming 
uh, what's the word? I wouldn't say society, but culture. culture. Yeah, yeah, you can blame culture on the sense of like, oh, why were you, you know, why were you wearing that, or why were you in that situation around that person? It's like, why is that person allowed out to rape? Mm, yeah. Why is that person not in jail for life or being in, you know, this might seem very extreme to some people, it might honest beliefs are if you, you know, you rape or you murder someone, then you don't get a second chance. Mm, there mm. shouldn't be a second chance because more often than not, when they go to jail for usually a less crime than if you had marijuana on you, mm. they go back out and repeat offend. Mm. And uh, it's, it's just a constant cycle. Yeah, so yeah, education, rehabilitation, all of this sort of stuff is. Yeah. Sound like we're going to tackle all of that. But yeah, look, but at least we <laughs> speak about start. it. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think that's the importance is um, just being able to vocalise. You know, a lot of this is what I say is probably just my own opinion <laughs> and that or personal opinion, but I think it's a valid opinion in the sense that more needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just a start of you know a podcast, a post, an exhibition. Yeah. So that right one day. Um, <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even the, it's just a start, right? And it's just being able to vocalize what people are feeling internally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Showing people the right way to do stuff. Yeah. The right way to talk about stuff, and just to how to be there for each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess. Um. I guess what we need for this exhibition. Um. Is. Your guys' stories. Yeah. If you're comfortable with it, obviously. Um, totally voluntary. Um, yeah, but if you yeah, want to be confidential as well. Mm-hmm. Um, don't need any names attached to it. We don't, uh, yeah, we'll purely just put out, uh, you know, if you write a short summary of what happened to you, the description of the clothing, and then what we'll go through and do is purchase that clothing from a um, secondhand off shop. Yep. Uh, and we'll print out a story and put that up on display. Um, and if you want to, wanted to go a step further, you could even come speak at our event about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're aiming for September yeah. this year, so we're yeah. a few months out from about five months, four months, four months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four months. Yeah, the year's going pretty yeah. fast, like June, like yeah. next week. Yeah, June <laughs> next week. So yeah, we're pretty much four months out from yeah. the first exhibition. Uh, we'll release the exact date and time and mm-hmm. all that from there, and then yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you're keen, uh, we'll pop a link in the link tree. Yeah. Uh, and you can yeah get involved. There's also like uh, a website showing um, the origins of the event, um, what it would actually look like, so pictures from other events, um, and there's a lot of resources on that page um, if you need them. Um, yeah, we probably should have like uh, content warned this podcast before we started, but. Oh look, if it, if it makes you uncomfortable, you mm. probably might. Yeah, mm. I think you need to face the. I want to say face the music, but it's a situation that needs to be spoken about even if it does make you uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, no, I was talking to like, people who, you know, may oh, experience this. Yes, like, of you course, know, hey, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about this, but yeah. um, maybe yeah. you can, uh, I don't know how podcasts work. Yeah, I can always <laughs> put, I'll put it in the description below nice. um, what yeah. this is about. Yeah, this is the whole so thing cool. is, like, we want people to talk about it. We want people to be aware and to educate and to support each other, but we also want people to feel safe. Yeah, so. big time. That's, yeah, the number one thing in all of this is make sure you feel safe and, um, yeah, if you need help to do that, hopefully we've provided, provided you a place to start. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you for coming on, Casey. No, yeah, thank done. you. I'm yeah. uh, getting over my fear of, of hearing myself record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for tuning in, guys. I'll drop a link of the um, event uh, webpage at the bottom of the description. 
Um, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram and then keep a, keep a listen out for future episodes. Oh, uh, and if you want to be involved in this exhibition or help us out in any way with uh, volunteering your time or whatever, um, yeah, drop us a line uh, on the website. Good.